The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America. Back as liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. We are back, second hour of the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller, on this September 1, folks, 2020. Mike, did you hear we have some rain forecast tomorrow? I caught the local weather channel, uh, and they put up a um, <laughs> a calendar, and it showed in red how many days we've had 100-plus degrees. And I think we've had not 35 or 36 consecutive. There was only two days where it was below 100 degrees. So it's not 36 consecutive days, but darn close to it. At any rate. Here's something that I wanted to play for you folks uh, for the just this absolute cacophony of information that's coming forward on the pandemic. This is by Dr. Carrie uh, Majed, that's spelled M-A-D-E-J, and she's issuing a wake-up call to people around the world and the dangers of transhumanism, especially the genetically modifying RNA vaccines being pushed by the globalist here is her presentation it's approximately 22 minutes long so sit back get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee put your feet up and take a listen so what do you think about going from human 1.0 to human 2.0 um, and what does that mean well Going from humans, as we now know ourselves, to human 2.0 has something to do with transhumanism. If you're not familiar with that term, it's about uh, taking uh, humans, as we know ourselves, and melding with artificial intelligence. Um, Kind of like being in the Matrix, if you've ever seen that movie. And that may seem kind of cool to you. Uh, we might have some superhuman abilities, maybe uh, be able to think of something um, and it happens, uh, maybe have some physical abilities that would be almost superhuman-like. That's the idea. That's what you see in sci-fi movies. And for myself, thinking about this topic, I'm like, well, I have some time. I think that's many years in the future. However, this this question, this idea is now right 
in this moment. We need to make a decision. And I found out that we need to make a, a decision about this because I investigated the proposed COVID-19 vaccine. And this is my alarm call to the world. Um, I looked at the pros and cons and it frightens me. And I want you to know about this. You need to be very well informed because this new vaccine is not like your normal flu vaccine. This is something very different. This is something brand new. This is something completely experimental on the human race. And it's not just about being a different vaccine. There are technologies that are being introduced with this vaccine that can change the way we live, who we are and what we are and very quickly. I think that, um, you know, some people that you might know these names, uh, Elon Musk, who is the founder of SpaceX and uh, Tesla Automotive, as well as Ray Kurzweil, who is one of the um, the big wigs of Google. Uh, these are um, self-proclaimed transhumanists. They believe that we should go to human 2.0, and they are very big proponents of this. Um, there's a lot of other people that you might know their names. They're also involved with this, so you should look that up. I think the easiest way to explain this to you is to go with one of the front runners for the vaccine and go into a little bit of the history and tell you how they want to make the vaccine. And I think that will speak volumes. So for instance, Moderna is one of the front runners for the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, you should know that Moderna was founded um, by a person from Harvard, Derek Rossi. And this researcher actually was successful in taking some modified RNA and being able to reprogram a stem cell in the body and change the function of the stem cell. He actually made it genetically modified, okay? So you can, he proved that you can genetically modify something by using modified RNA. So they founded the company Moderna on this concept. It's kind of a new kid on the block, okay? It's not been around that long. In fact, it hasn't even made any vaccine for a human before. It's made no medicine for a human before. This will be their first run. You must know that Moderna was in the news recently because it really fast-tracked. It's, it's like the other companies, it's fast-tracking the vaccine. It's going from phase one to phase two very, very quickly. In fact, it's gone from phase one to phase three and it's experiments from March of this year until currently. I mean, that is unbelievable. It usually takes five or six years. How are they able to do this with the safety and efficacy data that we need? Um, and I want you to know that in phase two, we only use between, they're only using between 30 and 45 humans. In Moderna's test study, they only used 45 humans. And with the, uh, the high dose vaccine group, they got 100% of those people got systemic side effects. 100. That's only in the short side effect profile. In the low dose vaccine, 80%, 80% got systemic side effects. Now, we don't even know the long term side effects from that. We would need a lot longer time, right? maybe years, but we do know based on previous animal studies of using this technology that you're going to, ex you can expect possibly increased cancer rates, increased mutant genes, mutagenesis, also increased autoimmune reactions. For instance, in some of the ferret studies, they saw 
that when the ferret was introduced to the the virus that they were trying to protect the ferret from after the ferret got the vaccine, they actually had an exaggerated immune response. It actually hurt the ferret. They had more lung inflammation, more lung fluid, even some problems with their liver. It actually hurt them. They had a poorer response. Okay, so this those are longer term reactions and that could be seen with this vaccine, but we don't know the data yet. So it's not without risk. And how are they doing this? Well, they're actually um, suggesting to use uh, a platform. Let me just explain the uh, how they would administer the vaccine. So the vaccine, um, there's an idea called microneedle platform, okay? This was uh, developed by MIT. And they said it could be very easily produced Okay, and mass produced, this is why they're proposing this technology, and many millions of vaccines could be made quickly. They could also be administered by yourself. So the idea is to get a Band-Aid. It looks like a Band-Aid you buy in the drugstore. It's shipped to you through Amazon or UPS or some other shipping service. You take it out of the package, you put it on your, your hand like this, and then you take the sticker off and voila, you've been vaccinated. So how is that possible? Well, in this Band-Aid, it has little tiny spicules, little tiny needles. And this was uh, designed after a snake viper fang bite, okay, or snake viper vangs. So little snake bites. Um, anyway, in these tiny little spicules, they claim you won't really feel it that much. There's uh, their little hydrogel. It's a material called hydrogel. Inside the hydrogel would be um, a luciferase enzyme as well as the vaccine itself. Okay, so what is all that? So first of all, you're getting the vaccine. It's modified RNA or modified DNA. Let's take Moderna, modified RNA. So in that modified RNA, the idea is that it would, the microneedles would puncture into your your cell membrane, okay? And this synthetic piece of an RNA, it's a code for the part of the virus, or they could use a synthetic DNA, it's a code for the part of the virus would go into your nucleus, your body would start transcribing it, it would start reading it and making more of that part of the virus. Well, why would we wanna make more of the virus or part of the virus? The idea is your body would get used to seeing it, would know how to make antibodies and would have an improved T cell response. And the idea is then when you saw it in the future, your body would already know how to fight it and it would be a better response. That's the idea. Um, the problem with that is they're using something called a process called transfection and transfection is a way that we make genetically modified organisms. Okay, I think you know about those fruits and vegetables. Uh, they're not as healthy as the normal uh, wild type fruit and vegetable. So possibly you could extrapolate that to a human. If we become genetically modified, we would not be as healthy, okay? We don't have long-term studies on this anyway. This is unbelievable. And, you know, the vaccine manufacturers have made the statement, this will not alter our DNA, our genome. I say that is not true. Because if we use this process to make a genetically modified organism, why would it not do the same thing to a human? I, I don't know why they're saying that. Now, if you look at the um, definition of transfection, it'll tell you that it can be a temporary change in the cell. And I think that's what the vaccine manufacturers are banking on. It's temporary. Or 
It's a possibility for it to become stable, to be taken up into the genome and so stable that it will start replicating when the genome replicates, meaning it is now permanent part of your genome. That's a chance that we're taking. So it could be temporary or it could be permanent. And we would never know that for years down the road, honestly. So here we go. We've got something that can alter our genome. It's a possibility. And another thing on that, if they're altering the genome, what would be the effects? I told you previously some of the side effects, but also we need to know that this is a synthetic piece of DNA or RNA, okay? And if it becomes taken up into the genome of a human, it's synthetic, it's not from nature. And if you look at the Supreme Court justice ruling on synthetic DNA or genes, it can be patented and patents have owners. So what does that mean for us? What if this gets into our genome? Does that mean Moderna or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or the Department of Defense, all of these people who are involved in the patents or are they somehow going to own part of our genome? It's a possibility, you need to know that. So that's one part of this delivery system, just one. Now let me go to the next. The next part of the delivery system is a luciferase enzyme. Okay, they named it, they patented it luciferase. I don't like that name. Luciferase because it has bioluminescent qualities, which means it can produce a light or it has a light source. And the, all of this would be under your skin and you cannot see it. Now, the luciferase is an idea because they want to make sure that you're vaccinated. They don't trust medical records. They don't trust you saying that you got vaccinated. They want to make sure, and they want to make sure it was successful, a, a successful transfection, a successful gene modification. So when you get the luciferase enzyme, if you have a, an iPhone or a special app on the iPhone, you can scan over that area and it will give a digital code, a digital imprint, a digital pattern, something that will identify that you were vaccinated. It holds your vaccination record. It also gives you an ID, a number, a barcode, a branding, whatever you want to call it, a tattoo. It's all the same thing. You now become like a product. So we have that. Now, the third thing I mentioned was hydrogel. So hydrogel is actually an invention from DARPA, the uh, Department of Advanced Research Projects Agency. This is um, kind of a sci-fi kind of a group from the Department of Defense Pentagon um, of the US government. They make these fantastic um, inventions. So one of them is hydrogel. Hydrogel, you can go, I'm sorry, you can YouTube, look on YouTube, look at Profusa is one of the companies uh, DARPA as well as hydrogel and you'll find some little two-minute clips that they describe. So hydrogel is nanotechnology, microscopic little robots and these little robots actually, I know it sounds crazy, it's still crazy to me but it's possible, okay? They can um, disassemble, reassemble, assemble into and make different things. So with this hydrogel, it has, it's really nanotechnology so that's something um, you know, robotic or something that's artificial intelligence. It has the ability to connect with artificial intelligence. So this means that a human can now connect to directly and gather information from our bodies and gather it and 
uh, connect with your smartphone, with the cloud, with some other smart device. And once this is done, this is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Think about that. Think about how immediately that could change our privacy. Immediately can change our autonomy. Immediately change our freedoms. This can gather data like your blood sugar, your oxygen, your blood pressure. Okay, those sound great. But it also can gather many other things. It can gather, they say, your emotions or your menstrual cycle, your activity. If you've fallen, um, your nutrients in your body. If you took medicines, it's a potential to see if you took illicit drugs. It's got a potential to see almost anything that goes on in your body. And all of this information is going where? That has not been addressed. Who's protecting this information? What are they using it for? This is really serious stuff, guys. This is all being proposed to being unveiled in the next vaccine, okay? The other thing to know is with this nanotechnology, hydrogel, um, artificial intelligence, you know, hookup, just like your cell phone, you can send a text message, you can send an email, but also you can receive them back. So that means we could receive information. What information would be coming back into us? Would it affect our mood, our behavior? Would it affect, you know, how we, how we think or our memories? If you haven't watched the movie Matrix, I think you should. I think there's some truth in that, in, in that movie. I see so many wrong things with this vaccine. And I see that we are not talking about it in the major media. And I see that I feel that these companies are outright lying to us when they say they cannot affect our DNA. Because by all definitions that they are using, this can affect our DNA. So guys, I wanted to make this video short because I wanted to get the point across. I wanted you to really do your own research. So know that there are many risks that we're seeing here. And there is some, we really need to know if we really want to go from human 1.0 to human 2.0. And let me also tell you that there's some major names behind these vaccines. You're always going to see like the Department of Defense from the U.S. government sometimes DARPA, like I told you. Why is the military involved with our vaccines? You see the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation everywhere with this. If you look, you'll find that name almost always. And let's go back to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I want you to, to look up what, let's look at the track record. Let's look at what the man stands for. His family comes from a family of eugenics. What does eugenics mean? Population control meaning there's too many people on the planet. It's important to know. He's been on video stating that he thinks with uh, a very good new vaccine, we could get the Earth's population to be decreased by 10 to 15%. Well, who's gonna stay and who's gonna go? And who is he to decide? He doesn't have a medical background, no epidemiology background, no science background. He's not a doctor, a software tech. That's what he has. I'd also like you to realize, I always look at 
who's has a vested interest what are their motivations what is his motivation right we already know his family background well what's great concerning to me is that DARPA this military agency as well as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is very interested in something called gene drive research or technology or gene extinction technology and it's exactly what it sounds like by using genetic mutations by use of transfection for instance you can exterminate an entire species from the planet they are proposing to use this for mosquitoes for instance in africa but guys our world is a delicate ecosystem who is who is saying one species goes you you destroy one species you could affect an entire ecosystem so when you exterminate an entire species you will affect an entire ecosystem it's a very delicate balance and who's to say who's going to stay and who's going to go who's got that knowledge why aren't we talking about this and guys if we can do it to an insect we can do it to an animal we can do it to a human i bring this up because if these agencies that are behind the vaccine also stand for that do you trust them with your health do you trust them with your family do you trust them with our children the other thing is we're rushing this to production what is the motivation behind that we need to really think about this i've also stated in the past that we need to know that there are at least in the united states there are mandates passed that make uh the vaccine manufacturers have no liability zero liability for any harm done to any human if people are killed if they're hurt if they're paralyzed if they're maimed for life it doesn't matter you have no recourse and they still make all their profit so there's no incentive for them to make it safe anyway also want you to know that one of the mandates the emergency preparedness act that's that says they can force a vaccine on us they cannot force a vaccine if there is a viable treatment for the covid-19 and i want you to know that doctors around the world are being censored about treatment options for covid-19 or prevention for covid-19 because if there's a true treatment or prevention then they can't force this vaccine on us i want to bring that up because what in the world is the motivation of doing this is it really in the health of all of us as a doctor i can't see how this is in the true health of the entire world i think there's another motive another agenda going on the more i look at this the more that comes up so i'll leave you with this i want to make this um short and sweet sweet so that you um can digest this and think about it do you really want to go to human 2.0 i don't think it's the fantasy you see in the movies we need to come together and we need a unified fire voices because people in positions of power taking care of our health are not in our best interest but together we have power together united our voice is strong so i encourage you to do critical thinking do your own research 
join groups in your state, go to your state legislature, and you tell them no. No to these experiments on humans. No to invasion of privacy. No to censorship. We are sovereign human souls, and we need to take our rights back. Thank you for listening. And you know, I always say my videos with the greatest of love and the greatest of peace. Thank you. That was Dr. Carrie Majid. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Gosh, how many years ago was that? That was the, actually the chiffon margarine commercial. 1977. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. So why would I want 2.0 when human 1.0 is hard enough? This is rather fascinating. Dean in Buffalo. Hello, Dean. Hello, John. Um, we've talked before. I go way back with you, bud. Hey, I'm calling as a couple things. Number one, I am absolutely outraged that after this information from the CDC about the true number of deaths, that this lockdown has not already stopped. I turn my daily news on, and I'm still hearing them bring in every freaking expert they can to tell us how bad it is or what we're not going to be able to do mm-hmm. on top of the information that less than 10,000 people have died from this phony virus that had no comorbid. Now, this is not being talked about in the press, but yet... Almost everyone I asked today found out about it from some other way. Isn't that amazing? This is huge huge information, John. And I'm also calling as a wake-up, all right? Because here in Buffalo, we're organizing. I need you people from Western New York to get off your butt, get online, find the protest groups, which will lead to the protection groups, if you know what I mean, and get going. Because if anyone thinks that this country is just going to be okay after the election, they're crazy. We will see nothing but chaos after the election, no matter who wins. And it's time we get off our asses and start preparing. Dean, I am down with what you're saying. And the problem, the problem that these Democrats are going to have Uh, You know, Cuomo uh, from New York. You know, I don't have to tell you about that guy. You're living up there. These guys guys have doubled and tripled down. They're in it. They're up to it in their eyeballs. Politically, it would be suicide for them to come out and say, well, you know, we made a few errors in judgment or we got information we acted on that wasn't uh, scientifically 100% proven out. Look, I'm seeing stories today. I was watching stories on Fox News about these restaurant owners in New York, New York City. They're absolutely fed up with this this crap. And to the I mean, you got people moving out of New York City. They're literally they're moving in droves. You can't find a moving truck 
you can't rent one outside of New York City. They're all gone. People are moving. They're getting out. Uh, these... No, John. Yeah. Well, the, the dictates coming from our dictator, Cuomo, uh, don't just apply to New York City. We are in the exact other end of the state here right. in Buffalo. Right. And here, the, the regulations they put on our restaurants are so chaotic. I will just relay a sign that's in front of my favorite places where I go to eat and watch good music. It says, we do have live music, but we just can't tell you who or when. If you can believe that. Because that's the rule. You can't have a ticketed music event at a bar. Right. But if you just have go in and there's a band playing, that's okay. Well, and, and this is the comment I made about speakeasies. Everybody is doing things surreptitiously or covertly. Uh, Dean, I'm encouraged by what you're saying here because I, I'm going to encourage people, uh, if you've not seen the documentary Plandemic 2, uh, I'm having this posted in our banner on our website. I'm going to keep it up there continually. Go to our website, copy the URL, email it to everybody. Dean, in spite of their lockdown and the information, the takeover by the five corporations of everything you see, read, and hear, isn't it funny people are still finding out about this? It's happening, John. Yes, sir, and it is. All right, Dean. All the 30 of your work, bud, are the proof is showing now, my friend. All righty. Hey, Dean, thanks for your call. I appreciate it and your participation. Folks, start walking and talking. It's that easy. You'll find friendlier ears out there, I think. We'll take the break. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? 
it installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my ease off? Go to easeoff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows too. Ease off LLC, Summersville, Missouri, 417-932-6419. Extend your life with Extendovite. After about a month of Extendovite, I don't know what it is about uh, the circulation factor. I was able to increase the weight, increase the amount of sets I could do. It has to do with the oxygen getting to the blood. You should market this uh, as an athletic performance. And I don't change anything about my diet or anything. I just thought, this is amazing. Bilberry extract has got something called resveratrol in it, which is the same stuff that you get from red wine. It's also good for eyesight. And I was reading that the uh, Royal Air Force during World War II would give their pilots bilberry jam so they could have better night vision stuff. This is amazing. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. By the way, before I get into the calls here, um, the virtual classrooms, you know, uh, that you can do this from home with a laptop and uh, the Internet. And I'll tell you what, (laughs) this has backfired monumentally on our change agents that are in these schools because people, our parents, are getting a first-hand look of what these teachers are trying to teach our children. And it has had a huge backlash. And I got to thinking about this. You know how we were always upset that they were putting cameras up and they're spying on us and this, that, and the other? Well, yeah. Uh, well, that is, uh, that's part of their, our daily lexicon now, isn't it? Well, can we turn that around? Can we have parents that on any given day, and back to normal, whatever that is, but why can't we have like a two-camera shoot in these classrooms where Bobby or Sally, your children, you know, are attending a school in a particular class, and you just want to look in to see what's going on? What would be wrong with that? Or more importantly, if... Teachers were being really successful with teaching their class that that video feed could be made available to any town USA, any teacher anywhere, any parent anywhere in the country. Do you know, transparency, folks, uh, sometimes does have a major, major impact. And I think that this is badly needed now. In light, the circumstances changed. We're not talking about the government just spying on us. Now we want to use the technology to spy on their programs that they're shoving down our children's throats in schools. It's really disgusting. By the way, that never hit the news much, did it? No, it didn't. Tenth plank in the Communist Manifesto, use the public fool system, the free system, 
for a transmission belt for propaganda. And they're they're ramping it up rapidly. Christopher in California. Hello, Chris. Hello, John. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, you're doing a heck of a job. I truly appreciate, and I do contribute. But by the same token, I I want to uh, exempt uh, they themselves, who are the powers that be, from from degenerating. This is key here. They are degenerating us to the evolutionary, as you said, public fool with an F, public fool system, and they are degenerating us to, they want to make us what they call primates, primates in the so-called evolutionary scale or progression. I call it degression. Uh, Your thoughts? I don't know that I would use that term, but they are using it for a transmission belt to changing and sexualizing our young children as young as five years old in kindergarten, even preschool. This is a propaganda program that has been going on for quite some time, and it really became apparent, and people started talking about it, when we were trying to confuse our uh, our little schoolboy Billy or Sally that, well, if you're not happy being a little boy or a little girl, you do have choices. This is above and beyond the pale. This is above and beyond what any school should be teaching. And it's now, but again, it's not being carried into mainstream, go-to-sleep media, and it's been filtering out there through the alternative media, but people are still finding out about it. But we are the ultimate, Christopher, I will say this, we're the ultimate watchdogs here with what is going in our, uh, on in our own backyard. You people out there, start compiling information. Start reporting on it. You be the citizen journalist. We're not asking you to be perfect or letter perfect. We, we, don't, we don't need that. But do your best to compile, use video when, when possible, recordings live of the, of the events going on. Be a part of this. Be a part of the awakening. Christopher, I thank you for your call. I got a loaded phone, so I got to move here. Dan in Washington. Hello, Dan. Hey, Don. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, just uh, had a show suggestion or wonder if you've heard of the uh, National Justice Party that just got formed. Okay. It must have just got formed because I haven't heard of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's new. It's uh, formed by. Uh, Eric Stryker, some of those guys on the kind of nationalist side. But uh, it'd be kind of cool if you had a show and had one of those guys on to to tell people about it. I think it it would be a good alternative party for most of the listeners. You know, about basically they're on eye to eye with most of the issues we talk about every day. Okay, and we're talking about you're talking about another political party. Got national justice party. Yeah. Which is going nowhere any more than... Yeah, uh, it's any... not going to go anywhere. Well, okay. Well, then why should I have the guy on? Okay. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, after, after Trump, you know, I mean, as far as third parties, it addresses the core issues more than, say, the Reform Party or the Libertarian Party. Yeah. Uh, Bob Whitaker's party was pretty good. I've... I, but that kind of went away. But, well, I can uh, throw a good, a pretty good party, yeah. too. Look, Dan, what I've said about the Genoveses and the Gambinos, and this is no slight against the Italians, 
But uh, this is the game that we have in Washington, D.C. We've created a new term, call them independent. They just vote in the system, but they're not Democrat or Republican. They just vote for uh, for the best person. Look, um, the Constitution Party, the other reform parties we have seen, they will get together to smash. There's no swing votes here. They get together to smash these third-party endeavors because they want to maintain uh, the Republican and Democrat Party. They don't, oh, they're not there to reform it. Totally. Trump threw a monkey wrench into the Republicans. Uh, they got to the point where they're hating them so badly, but then the Republicans finally figured out the neocons in Washington. Well, wait a minute here. Maybe we shouldn't come out against this guy so much because the rest of the country is enthralled with them. There is a changing of the guard. That's for sure. But for my money, not enough conservative, and I mean true conservative, constitutionally based politicians are in Washington, D.C. or in our own state houses. So third parties, I'd much rather just have a party with a turd and a punch bowl. You know? All right. All right. Let's check it out if you want. All right, All right Dave. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Dave in New York. Hello, Dave. Hello, John. Uh, good evening. Thanks for taking a call. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciated the uh, uh, the uh, piece on the doctor there, the lady who was speaking. Yeah, for once. Very interesting. It, for once, it was kind of low-keyed, and it wasn't loaded up with a bunch of terms, and she's fully aware of who she's talking to, and it's a non-medical doctor audience. So she did a good job with it. I appreciated that, because I get all tangled up yeah, in the she jargon. Yeah, she doesn't even say she sounds like she's saying things that are medically inappropriate in ter- terms of her terminology, but we get what she's saying. Yeah. Saying in a, ma- a common man's term. Yeah. Now, um, now Celeste Salome was on uh, with uh, on Steve Ben Noon's site. He's a guest on John Moore's show. And she was talking about hydrogel and how bad it was, and she came out of FEMA. I didn't know whether to believe her or not, but I certainly listened to what she had to say. It's along the same lines. And uh, today, earlier today, uh, Mr. Carey's show, he had a guest on Scott. I don't even have his name, but he's been 65 years in the in the vaccine industry, uh, fighting it. And he said, "Listen, this vaccine is going to produce the cytokine storm in people who are who get it and then are subsequently exposed to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. That will give very bad results, like about 30 percent serious uh, consequences rate." Uh, and um, so I thought that was very. Interesting. Uh, Chris Martinson, a PhD in pathology, speaks about this stuff every week. He said, yes, people who have had the flu shot also correlate highly with those who react badly to this. Now, um, on March 17th, you mentioned, you said this, I am projecting about four to six weeks. All of this stuff is going bye-bye. Well, that didn't happen, John. Uh, It didn't happen at all. You asked me to call in uh, on April 10th. You asked me to call in two weeks later and tell you you were right. Well, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't correct. So what's going on? Well, now there's this article that I think is has uh, been misunderstood. Uh, it's a shock report this week. CDC quietly updated COVID-19 numbers. Only 9,210 Americans died from COVID-19 alone. Mm-hmm. Rest had different other serious illnesses. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not incorrect, but concluding that only 9,210 people died from COVID-19 and that the CDC said that is absolutely incorrect. Uh, all we have to do is go to the CDC website, not just on that little Twitter thing that's on that article, 
But you go there and you see they've got a whole table of all these with comorbidities and everything. Mm-hmm. And analyzing this and figuring out what's going on <clears throat> is a difficult task. But if we then click on the link in on that um, <clears throat> page in the CDC website that says excess mortality, excess deaths, there's NCHS excess deaths data visualization, visualization, you can see a bar chart of the excess deaths above the average rate going back to 2018. That was a bad year of the flu. It slightly goes above that line. Yeah, and 2018, do you know what? Okay, hold on. Slow your roll here, Dave. Okay, slow your roll. 1918 flu? You know, people did the the Uh, majority. What? 2018. 2018. Okay, well, I'm talking about the 1918 Spanish flu, okay, that they referred to. Look how, look how bad that was. Do you know what people were dying of? Bacterial pneumonia. They well, weren't probably even... Probably vaccine, vaccine being no. injected into no, them no, that caused no. the problem. No, 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 no. No, they were actually dying from bacterial pneumonia, not associated with, uh, with the flu at all. But anyhow, go ahead. All right, well... You look at the excess death, uh, excess mortality or death rates from March on this year, and it's much higher than that line. And to integrate the area under that line or to add all those little, little columns up, uh, I didn't bother with that because I found that this was done in an article on MarketWatch. The excess deaths tally in the U.S. is 204,691 in seven months, and that was published August 15th. So that is rather in line with the 180,000 deaths in the U.S., and it shows that it's actually higher, and that could be due to people who weren't counted who were home or people who didn't go to the hospital and had kidney stones or something more serious, as you know, Steve had a problem with that. So uh, I'm finding that uh, we can't really discount this 180,000 deaths Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Dave, I don't know why you listen to the show and then you take the information and you claim that you're going in there and doing the research. You're wrong. You're wrong. About what? About the whole damn premise that how many people people died of COVID-19? How many people died of the coronavirus? What are you saying? How many people died of it? They are reporting... I'm not saying they. I am asking you, in your brain, what is the number you have set in your head? I do not have all the death certificates and the data to evaluate this, John. I'm a data man. You're a data guy. I'm just showing you... You're a data man. Do you do that for a living? Do you do data research for a living? Uh, Listen, I wrote a 500-page Ph.D. thesis, and we examined things carefully, okay, when when I did that. When you say we, who do you work for? Who do you work for, for, Dave? John, I had this discussion with you before. I I do work for myself, no one else. I I got out of this corporate world. Why? Why should I invent things for them so they can make all the money off me? Well, I, I, I'm in agreement with that. But what I'm saying right. to you, I Dave, Dave, I, I get this distinct impression, and forgive me if I'm wrong, I might be totally off base, but I don't think so, that when you call into this program, you pick up the meme or whatever we're talking about, and then you put your own twist to this. I am looking at a lot of information, a lot of data coming from a lot of different places and from the medical field, of which I know people that are in there. And I'm right. telling you, Dave, 
These numbers were wildly inflated. They're finding out now more than 80% were comorbidity cases in where? Nursing homes. With what? The elderly. You know, so right, but the comorbidity doesn't mean that they didn't that, that the COVID nineteen didn't push them over the edge. You see, we don't have any. It's not the flu that, that killed them. The, what is being said there? It's not the flu that killed them. It was their own comorbidity. It's a bioweapon, not a flu. Uh, what? COVID nineteen is a bioweapon. It's been sequenced. It, many agree that it's a bioweapon. Horowitz, who makes an advertisement on your show here. He believes that as well. Well, and he, you know, he's an advertiser. He's advertising his product. Well, he's he's got a lot of bioscience knowledge. I, I agree, his chemistry is a little weak, but uh, I didn't I didn't diss him on that. Yeah, nobody knows everything. All right, well, right? Dave. So, hey, like Dave, I look. I, 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 I look. I, I I don't. I I, I I I I sometimes enjoy your calls. Sometimes I don't. But I'm telling you, I'm not for, trying to be annoying. Okay, well, I'm, I, I appreciate that. I, I, that the, your intent is is the difference between murder and manslaughter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but what, what, what I'm trying to <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is that the information I'm looking at, and I and I said yesterday on yesterday's program, Dave, that without me without me moving from this spot that I'm sitting in here right now, I have friends that have friends, that they're thrown on the COVID-19 death pyre. Why? Well, they drowned. Oh, but they tested for, for positive for coronavirus. Or they died in a horrible bike motorcycle accident. Oh, but they died of coronavirus. Look, these numbers are being wildly... Analysis, John? What? We take 182,000 and we begin to subtract those. We're never going to get it down. And as Stevenson said on Terry's show the other day, because I brought this up, he's a very bright and quick guy. He said, I don't think we will ever know how many people actually died from this. But he's going to look at that CDC data. He's going to give his opinion, I think, next time he's on. But, okay, but, okay, all right. And, And there's another flaw here, Dave. Who are you going to for the data that is being supplied by the very same people? There is no outside here that are allowed to go in and examine their records. They're not allowed to go in there and kick the trash cans over to see what was thrown away. You know, I, That's I, 100% true, John. You know, so we're relying on data that's been that. collected by people that it's a, it's a business, it's a for-profit corporation that have what on the very vaccines they're trying to shoot you up with. There's a little more right, than conflict right. of interest here. And if you're if you're a true data guy, you better start getting your data from other sources to compare with their data because see, that's the only way that you're going to make any headway. Dave, I got to go. I thank you for your call. Dave in Michigan. Hello, Dave. Hey, John. Yeah, that was very interesting. Well, it, 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 no he's test. an interesting guy. I mean, he's he's not a dummy, but you know, he just likes to get up and take issue and you know, he just likes to mix it up. But if he's a true data so, guy, he needs to do what I just suggested. If he can't find outside sources for data to compare with their skewed data, we already know who and what they are. Well, then you're just chasing liars. your tail around. They're known liars, right? <laughs> anyway, I, I appreciate your show, and I do respect you and your opinion. Have you ever looked at org? No. Check it out, please, and tell me what you think. 
you know, I heard you say Constitution. You know, we got to do this constitutionally. The First Amendment says we have the right to assemble. That doesn't mean to go out and protest. It means to assemble. Mm-hmm. We the people is the first three words in the Constitution. Are we happy with our government? No. Look in the mirror. We are the government. We must assemble. Look at michigandejour.org. Look at national-assembly.net. National-assembly.net. Okay, give me, give me the, the give me the, give me the first one again. Michigan, what? Michigandejour.org. Okay. And, and, and what, what is it, what is it going to tell me when I go to that website? You know, I, I gonna, Dave, I, I appreciate the suggestions that the callers call in with, but people have this tendency to send me information. I get hundreds of emails every day. And everybody's got a everybody's got a video presentation, or here's a, here's some kind of blog talk that you should listen to. Not enough. In in one day, I will get so many requests to look at this or listen to that that in one day I get more information than I could possibly cover in a twenty four hour period if I stayed awake all night. So I can what, what, what am I going to find when I go to michigandejure.org? that the people are assembling, and Donald Trump, we are working with Trump. We've sent him 21 articles or orders, and he's fulfilled more than half of them, and that information is on both those websites. Donald Trump, when he was inaugurated, he said this is not the the normal transition from one party to another. This is Washington, D.C., handing the power back to the people. Who's the people? We the people. We aren't we the people unless we assemble. Even, even, Even you guys in Michigan. You're part of the We the Even People, up. too. All right, man. We are the people, brother. <laughs> thank, thank you, Dave. I appreciate thank your you. call. Uh, let me go to Ed in Utah. Hello, Ed. Yeah, John. Yes. Yeah, what a show today. Uh, you handled that, not the last Dave, the one before him, very well. I, I, uh, I actually uh, like the guy, but he's a little cantankerous, know. you know? <laughs> yeah, and you got him on the on the comorbidities. That's what he was overlooking. Uh, and I think there's things going on behind the scenes, just like the last Dave is getting at here with Donald Trump. Uh, Ron Paul's uh, um, uh, wish may be coming true that this Dr. Atlas, uh, CNN today is lamenting that Dr. Atlas's influence is surpassing now that of Fauci. So we could be some, see some of the influence um, forcing the CDC to come clean. Uh, I haven't heard that addressed yet. Why would they come clean uh, on the weekend? Or are there forces at work that force him, CYA, whatever, John, that they had to put the numbers, which matches the comorbidity? Uh, and just like the, uh, the uh, 2016 election, I saw the signage from one end of the country to the other. I knew that Trump was winning in the numbers. I knew the only way he could lose is if they stole it from him. Well, the same thing with the CDC here. Uh, what's going on is... The numbers, just like you can ask somebody down the road, you can ask the uh, the, uh, the uh, mailman, how many people in your family, how many people do you know in your family or your circle of friends that have died or severely hospitalized from COVID? Zip. Answer usually is zip. Is zip. Mm-hmm. There is your uh, there is your thing right there. Uh, they, they, there's nothing going on, nothing that warrants any shutdown, and that is why the biggest push for the second lockdown last month came not from a medical man, but from the Minneapolis uh, chieftain of the Federal Reserve. There is your other operation. And the, the, it's like the payment to the Bill Gates and the Fauci's and what have you of the world 
uh, the payment, the payoff to them is the money they'll get for the vaccines. But it brings about the larger agenda of the reset of our economy and our way of life. I can't argue with a word you just said, Ed. Very well put. Okay, and Don, one last thing. Yeah. Uh, the mayor of Provo vetoed the city council this past week on mandatory masks. Uh, I can't say she's an angel or anything like that, because uh, she was tied up with um, uh, John Huntsman uh, for the gubernatorial race, the governor's race here. But she did veto the bill and gave a very common-sense reasoning why she did that uh, in Provo, uh, Utah, this week. So there are forces at work on our, our side, and um, but I cannot discount the influence of the news site on oh. RBN. That, you are the clearinghouse. Well, and, and I appreciate that, Ed, and I keep telling people, and I don't think they're listening. I, I don't know, maybe I have to scream this at the top of my lungs and blow my vocal cords out. This, I we take, that uh, that site is updated with news every single day, and when there's relevant and pertinent things, we keep them right at the top there so people notice it. Use that as a resource, as you just said, clearinghouse of information. There's every once in a while, every once in a while, something, Ed, something will slip by us and we will have to retract or make an apology over it. But 99% of the time over the years, we have been absolutely spot on. And that's a resource for information. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org. Today, I reminded them, Ed, about the, that video, Plandemic 2. I'm keeping yeah. that in a rotating banner. This is for free well, to everybody. Talk. Yeah, and John, I urge people to call in uh, shows like Bill Cunningham. He put out the CDC revised version Sunday night, hours after it came out. I do believe that Don Trump Jr. may have uh, information about RBN. He could be using it on some of his interviews lately. But Bill Cunningham is an important voice. He's not 100% right about his take on things. He is a conservative, but I think he's in the paleo-conservative camp, which is much closer to us. And so, uh, like uh, Stan, like um, uh, Mr. Ryan used to say at the American Free Press, the old gentleman there that wrote for him, he used to say, your influence counts, use it. And um, today, RBN is the, uh, the leading uh, spear tip, uh, more so even than the American Free Press, because you're live and you can update daily. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate those words. I mean, we take a lot of pride. There's solid news stories that we put up there. It's refreshed every day. The majority of those stories that you see on our website, republicbroadcasting.org, is posted by yours truly. Uh, And if you'll note, uh, a lot of the stories that I do cover, I cover on my program because I'm the one that put the stories up on the website in the first place. At any rate, folks, another day in COVID-19 world here. I think the people down at the CDC might be starting to scratch their head and all the little thieves and bandits that have been in on this thing that maybe they've been found out. Maybe they're going to start telling a little bit more truths, hoping it gets them out of the boiling oil. Well, good luck with that one. Thanks for being here today. We'll see you again tomorrow. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. 
check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.